0: This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you for being on today. So, thank you, everyone who's watching or tuning in later to our podcast. I'm Alice, I'm the social media manager for Jubilance. And today I'm talking with my amazing sister, Samantha Cash.
1: Hi, (laughs) that's
0: me. Samantha is a professional volleyball player currently signed to play with a team in Switzerland. And in the past, she's won three European volleyball championships, playing for Team Lens in Austria, Team Northumbria in England, and Team Alcobendas in Spain. She also led the Youth Olympic USA women's volleyball team to silver medal as a captain, and recently won Best Middle playing for Team USA in Vietnam. She went to Pepperdine, where she studied film and played both indoor and beach volleyball, and loves Comic-Con, cooking, and feminism. So welcome,
1: Samantha. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: This is very exciting.
0: Yeah. So I just want to start off with some fun questions. Um, What's your favorite comic book character?
1: Um, Not really a well-known character, but um, there is a character named Squirrel Girl. Uh, she's in the Marvel comic universe, she has the powers of a squirrel, but her main power is that she empathizes so well and is able to come up with conflict resolution in a way that's usually not violent, and that hmm. she's just like a quirky college kid who's studying computer science and like loves her best friends and like will run into villains and figure out what the root of their problem is and then help them set up a bank account. Instead of helping them rob the bank. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to check it out.
0: I'm sure um, in the comments
1: somewhere I'll lend them to you.
0: Okay. What is your favorite star and why? Uh,
1: for stars, I guess I have to say the sun, as it does a lot for us. But I, I have a favorite celestial body. It's it's not a star, but um, uh, like it's to the point where I really want to even name my kid after it. Uh, Enceladus. It's my favorite moon of Saturn uh it's not the biggest and Saturn has like I think like Saturn has so many moons they haven't even named nine of them like I think there's like over 60 moons of Saturn but in my opinion based on all of the research I've seen I think that Enceladus is the most likely place that we will find living organisms in our solar system
0: wow only you would know that What is your favorite random
1: fact for all of us listening? Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of ties into my favorite superhero, uh, but my, one of my favorite things is the, uh, there, that there was a 1918 war on squirrels fought by schoolchildren in Southern California. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> in 1918?
1: Yeah, so at the height of, like, World War I, uh like, it was even, the, squir- the ground squirrel was even classified as, um, it was something like, as, as or more destructive a menace than the, than the boy, than the men that the boys are, our boys are fighting in the trenches. <laughs> what? <laughs> they spent, like, over $40,000 printing up flyers and leaflets, uh, like, to promote and teach children how to um, poison food. And um, like they gave them like guns and fire and like poisonous gases and like sent them off to go kill squirrels.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, um, but they were like there, and there still are a very big menace. Um, there, it's absolutely terrible. They take up um, or they consume so many crops every single year, and there's almost nothing you can do about it. And so during the war, all of the uh, the fields were being destroyed, and they needed all of that to be sent over to the boys overseas. Uh-huh. And so they enlisted the help of all the school children that were still there because the men were overseas and, like, farmers and everything. But I believe, like, it was, like, a competition. And, like, the kids had to, like, kill the squirrels. And as proof, they would, like, cut off their tails and send them in to this. Yeah. No, it was absolutely insane. And this one girl ended up winning. And she had, what was it? It was, like, something like it was, like, 3,780 squirrels tails that she turned in. And then the next highest was this boy that she was competing against who had 3,770. So, you know.
0: So females always win. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Moving on from squirrels. You've lived in Europe for the past three years. Can you talk about some of the cultural differences that you
1: see? I mean, I think one of the biggest things moving overseas and not just like, because I know I've had a lot of friends who go overseas for studies and stuff. And Well, that's fun. You're also there kind of with like a group of people that like, you know, usually Americans are usually in the same situation. Whereas with my experience, it's different because I go there and I just start living with people of the area. Like my first year, uh, I was the only um, non-Spanish person on the team, like it wasn't even just I was the only foreign, like I was the only American, but I was also the only foreigner. Um, And so you really get immersed in the culture and and I think to that extent you kind of realize that everywhere is basically the same. I mean there's all like little differences and everything but everyone you know is focused on family and you know I don't know happiness and well-being and health and you know uh, they take a lot more siestas which I greatly enjoy. But yeah, no, I mean, I I think that's one of the most, one of the best parts about being able to live overseas is to just, you know, realize how similar we all are. No matter how, like, culturally weird things can get, it's, you know, you can always feel familiar.
0: And where's your favorite place you've ever traveled,
1: whether for volleyball or (sighs) otherwise? That's so hard because... I, I mean, I was taught, you you asked me this before, and I, I never really know how to answer this question, because everywhere is so special and that they're all so unique. Give us a story uh, after, from one place. I don't know, Vietnam was wonderful, but then I also really, really loved traveling around China with you, um, because it was just, it was incredibly different, because, you know, they grow up in, within a different mindset than us, and it's like, you know, the Western versus the Eastern uh, cultural values, and it's just... I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, it's wonderful to see, you know, the things that are similar, the things that are different. Um, I mean, I loved Iceland. It was just one of the most beautiful places we've ever been, but then Tibet was just, you know, so incredibly other in a sense. Um, I don't know. And then here in Switzerland, I mean, like it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. <laughs> just like walking around the Alps and like, there's just like cows casually just like hanging out around you as like I'm so jealous of you right now (laughs) yeah you should be you really should be
0: (laughs) can you talk about playing in Vietnam this summer what was it like you've never played in Asia before so can you talk about that experience and I I did
1: play in Asia oh Uh, I'm sorry when I I was in the I was a fool (laughs) uh, I played that I was in Singapore so I spent like a month in Singapore there and then now I just spent a month in Vietnam and it was I mean, they're both fantastic experiences. Um, I really, really loved the Vietnamese tournament that I was in. Oh, it was it was just absolutely fantastic. I I was there with an amazing group of American girls. Uh, but then I think besides the volleyball, because of of course the volleyball's amazing. Uh besides that it was it was so much fun because the final night all of the teams got together and we there was like a banquet, but then it turned into like karaoke somehow. And then it turned into, like, you know, everyone was, like, having, like, a dance-off in the middle. And, but none of us were really dancing. It was, like, everyone was having, like, a, like a push-up competition and, like, you know, girl things. Um, and then, uh, you know, we were, it was, like, everyone's just drinking and hanging out. And, like, we became really good friends with the Chinese team and, like, a lot of the Vietnamese teams. And, like, I'm friends with them on Facebook now. And, you know, I just, I don't know, I think that's one of my favorite things is just going around meeting new people and, you know, making a lot of friends. I mean, I, 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 I say this casually, but I really do have friends all over the world, and it's, it's a really special feeling.
0: And what was it like eating jellyfish? That's,
1: that was my takeaway from, <laughs> from, from your big party at the end. So I'm, I'm fearless when it comes to eating anything. I don't really mind. I think it's, I think it's fun. Um, and so all of the girls would like, you know, if, when the banquets happened, like they would just like, like push the plate over to me and just like watch me eat and just be like, oh, what does it taste like? And I would just casually just be like with my chopsticks, like, oh, I mean, it's lovely. Like it's got this texture to it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but the jellyfish was fun. They they did it on a wonderful salad, and then they put, um, they have the jellyfish chopped up very fine, and then they put it with um, passion fruit. <laughs> Um, huh. and then these like crunchy rice chips of sorts and the jellyfish had this amazing texture that was like I don't know it wasn't like it was like I'm gonna say like hard <laughs> jelly if that makes sense like kind of like like not chewy necessarily but crunchy with like kind of the consistency of jelly delicious <laughs> it was really good oh huh. like I would totally try it, it again huh. it was so delicious
0: <laughs> and can you talk to me about what it means to be a woman in America versus abroad versus in Vietnam versus Europe? I mean, you live in Europe. So how, how does the definition change and shift or does it um, not?
1: I mean, I, I'm this, this is what, where it's kind of weird for me because it, it is, it is different here in the sense that I'm, I'm going to say it's worse in America mm. um, as in America, you always kind of feel this undertone of, being property or I I don't know if I want to say it goes that far but like if you look at all of our advertising that we have and all of the like media that's pushed at us in America it's all about you know you know like You'll see like in magazines, you know it'll be like ten things like to love about yourself, and then the next page is like you know like how to lose weight, or you know everything like is kind of sexualized like even think about like a Carls juniors you know commercial where like you know like the girls are in bikinis eating burgers like it's just I feel like you're more of an object over in America, whereas here
0: they don't do that not,
1: it's not as not sexualized as much, no. No, and like, um, I don't know, I think it has something to do with, I mean, all of the saunas here are nude, and they're co-ed, and it's not, and I don't say that to be crass or anything, but it's it's because your body isn't viewed so much as a sexual object as it is just your body, whereas overseas, or or, I mean, overseas for me, whereas back in America, it's, you know, that, like, you know, you go into the sauna, and even when it's an all-female one, everyone still covers up because your bodies are... I don't know. It's simultaneously more Puritan in values and more conservative in values, while at the same time kind of pushing uh, like a sexual undertone, that's
0: which interesting. is very really interesting.
1: because yeah, it, it seems like in
0: America we're we're founded on these like Puritanical values. People escaped which, which Europe think... to come over and and practice a different sort of religion, but then I think like that's progressed throughout our country in a, in a sort of different way.
1: Um, yeah, and I, th- I think that kind of has the, everything to do with it, is that we, we do, it as much as we say church is separate from state, it's, you know, it has a big founding on our principles of who we are as a country, because we did found ourselves as, you know, a, a, a religious state of sorts, just, you know, not the religion that was being practiced overseas at the time. And America is more conservative in its undertones, but I think because of that conservatism, there's this almost uncomfortable reverence towards, like, you know, looking at something as an object then, instead Mm. of just as your person. So, like, over here, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable with who I am and my body and everything than when I go back Mm. to America, when every, like, even subconsciously everywhere, people are kind of pushing this idea. Like, so, like, I mean, even, like, I've been catcalled over here. You know, you get catcalled everywhere. But, like, I've been catcalled over here, and I don't feel as uncomfortable with it as I do in America, where I feel it as more of an attack of sorts. I'm not saying it's an attack, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying the undertones feel different.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, especially since you have, like, you know, a lot of stereotypes when you're in America. You think of, like, going overseas and, like, you know, having those stereotypes of, like, you know, guys, like, kind of being, like, weird at you but i don't know i i feel like over here you have more sense of self
0: and i'm curious about that so being an american abroad i mean to be an american means a lot of different things and but of course there's a stereotype of what an american is (laughs) and and how has that helped or hurt you have you felt prejudice against you because you're american i mean it's 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 a very specific stereotype that people have of of what we are. Um, and do you have any it funny is. or different s- types of stories about that?
1: Well, I, I'm i not going to talk too much on politics because you know, being a woman isn't a political matter. But I have never lived in a Trump America. I was actually in Spain when Trump was elected. And even before he was elected, uh, when I said I was from America, or even when I didn't and they heard my accent, I basically would just count the questions or count, like, you know, the seconds until Trump was mentioned. And it was uh, overseas, he does not have a good reputation at all. And so it was always kind of like, I had to, in a way, defend myself, uh, right off the bat. And over time, it's actually like people have just kind of taken it for granted that like, oh, he's in office, so I don't get it as much anymore. But for the first, like, Two years. It was. It was very. It was very um, uncomfortable meeting people at first um, mm. because they had, they had not only the American prejudice, but it was also the you know Trump prejudice on top of that. Um, but and I know, her-
0: and I know we have viewers from all over the country yeah. watching right now, and and I know like it's always a question of whoever's in office. Yeah. Like it's it's just always a topic when you're abroad, whether it's Obama, whether it's Trump, and.
1: Yeah. I re- it, well, I remember um, when I was in France, when I was younger and gosh, I think, I can't remember who was in office, but I remember like all the French people would try to talk to us about our president then as well. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not a new thing. It was just, it felt a bit more attacky with uh, Trump. But it was funny because I was in England also when like Brexit was happening. <laughs> and so anytime anyone tried to bring up Trump, I would just throw Brexit back in their faces. I'd just be like, mm. You guys, you guys put brexit in action i don't think you could talk politics to me ever again
0: what do you think it means to be an expat
1: i don't know you're always a bit torn because you 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 know i think i think anyone who moves to a new place you know even like our, our country is so big so just moving across the country is you know a hard thing you have to start over you have to learn who you are in that place, learn their culture, learn their customs and everything, and, you know, try to assimilate as best you can while at the same time maintaining your sense of self and your sense of culture. Like, I always still try to have, like, a little Thanksgiving dinner, but usually it's like, you know, you don't eat Thanksgiving food because, you know, they don't make it easy to do that over here. Turkey. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to get, except for during Christmas time. Um, uh, And, like, the ovens are small, so, you know, it's not like a a big thing. (laughs) But, you know, we'll have, like, a potluck dinner or something or, you know, like, I always try to, I don't know, like, share my culture as they're sharing theirs. But, um, mm. I don't know, being an expat, it's it's fun. Uh, but at the same time, I you know, it's also kind of like you're always trying to forcibly insert yourself into people's lives. Like, you know, anytime that- anyone's like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm like going out for drinks with my friends. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything so
0: good i'm glad you're making friends
1: (laughs) yeah i just went out for a karaoke the other night actually it was really fun i am very bad at singing (laughs) it's true but we all were so
0: (laughs) that's fun um as a professional volleyball player is there a difference between female and the male versions of volleyball in your opinion
1: i mean actually it's Pretty equal. Volleyball is one of those sports where, like, the female is more dominant than the male. How so? Well, I mean, even think about in America, like, how many teams there are for women and then how many teams there are for men. It's very rare to have a men's volleyball team, whereas most schools have a women's volleyball team Um, and then most Mm. scholarships go towards the women's volleyball team and a lot of times because of title nine you have to you know if you're you know giving this much money to a certain program then you have to give this much money to the women's program and so schools with like big basketball or football programs they'll usually filter that money down into women's basketball women's volleyball and women's soccer for the most Mm. part as the three sports as soccer and volleyball are primarily women's sports in america
0: is there a difference between the game? Like, d- is the oh, game yeah. different? Oh, absolutely. How so? completely
1: different. Uh, well, guys jump much higher than us and can hit a lot harder than us just naturally. So their game is mostly serve-receive. And it's, um, if you can win one service point, then usually you're going to be ahead the rest of the game because it's usually just a side-out game because it's, uh, you know, you just put the ball up and they hit it as hard as they possibly can. And it, I, and it, Most likely will go down and then it switches to the next team serving and back and forth where um, women's sport, where the women's volleyball is, um, you know, we can jump up high, we can hit hard and everything, but we're more about tactics and um, it's more of a chess match, which Mm. I very much love. That's like one of my favorite parts of it is trying to figure out and get in the heads of people and, like, see what they're going to do before they do it. Mm. I don't know. So it's fun. I'm not saying that guys volleyball isn't, like, one of my favorite things to watch because, oh, my gosh, they hit so hard. But I don't know. I find girls more usually just, like, interesting to Mm. watch because it's fun to see how they play against each other and how they, you know, go in, fight, you know, because over the course of the game, you start with a game strategy and then – it's usually it's like who can stop that strategy first and then once your strategy is stopped you have to quickly adapt to the next one so you could go through two or three different game strategies so mm-hmm.
0: it's,
1: and it's and another question i have about that is
0: why do you think women are making less money in the professional sports sport world than because, their male because co- people counterparts? don't go to their games
1: and because why people don't go to their games because people because companies don't promote their games as much i mean and not to, not to be crass but Women's volleyball is exactly what they wanted, what America would love. It's exactly that, you know, awkwardly, you know, covered up oh the Puritan, I love it. Uh, the, the but I'm talking about, like, it's amazing that there's not a professional league in America as one. We're such a big country that, you know, we could have so many different, like, teams, like, you know, they do for any other sport. Volleyball is the premier women's, you know, one of the premier women's sports that girls go into and, like... It just it just seems odd to me, and it's going to be a little inappropriate for a second, but we wear spandex. Can that, you talk that about that? Very, that is a very marketable quality. You know. I'm
0: really curious about that, too, because your <laughs> outfits, the female outfits playing volleyball, are very different than their male counterparts in both indoor and in beach. Why, why is that? And you, have I know, you ever felt objectified Be- because of that?
1: Um, well, I, I know of certain players that I will not name that have had their agents tell them to get boob jobs um, so that they could get more sponsors. Uh, and some have, some haven't. And it's worked for some. It worked, it's worked. For, it's not worked for others. Um, it's just, you know, you when you go into certain professions, you become more of a product than a person. And you just kind of have to deal with that. It's one of the things uh, that's why I'm, I'm very, I'm very reluctant to do social media because I'm very reluctant to become a product, which I know it's, it's really bad. Cause for my, for my profession, it's, you know, important to be somewhat of a product so that, you know, you can get people to watch your games and support the team and get more sponsors and everything. But I don't know, it's just one of those things I've always been a little reluctant to,
0: but I why know, do you think joy. there's such a difference between the clothing? Why can't you wear the long board shorts and the t-shirt?
1: I don't know. I, I I think because I grew up in spandex, I have absolutely no problem with them. I, you know, I I think they're really, really comfortable. I wear them under dresses, you know. I wear them around the house. I hang out in them. Cool. Um, I understand that it's, you know they're small, and they may you know turn people off and i I remember when I was younger, the volleyball kind of attracted a different type of girl sometimes because of what we were wearing was you know like if you couldn't be a cheerleader, sometimes you'd be a volleyball player' cause the outfits were cute, but I, I don't know like I just the tennis
0: outfits. Those were I know, cool.
1: they're so cute, right? Yeah, their little skirts, all in white. <laughs> I know, <laughs> exactly. Those are nice. I'm,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really just curious because it's, it's, it's just progressed in such a different way.
1: They, so. they actually were much, much more revealing before. They used to wear um, basically like uh, bathing suit bottoms for indoor games. Really? Um, yeah, oh. back in the '80s, I believe, um, and you would like tuck your shirt into your jersey into them. And so they've actually gotten bigger. So That's interesting. Huh. And then you you can usually tell who the like older professional girls are when you when I'm back home because everyone wears leggings because it keeps your legs warm. But you know it's still like skin tight and everything. But yeah, you know it's just it, they're easy to move in. It's it's nice. You don't feel restricted. I don't know. I just yeah, just I curious.
0: Like Great. Let's move on to a different topic.
1: I want to hear some
0: like wild travel stories. Give me one. <laughs> Give it to me.
1: I wild travel
0: min- stories? I know
1: you have a million. Give me one. I mean, I can tell you like last night. Sure. It's not too, it's not too crazy, but um, it was me and one of my roommates and um, two girls from Bulgaria that are on my team. Came, they came over. We had a game night. And we played um, poker with um, M&M's. Like, all night. it's delightful. And then um, this card game, which is kind of, like, Parcheesi, but it's played with uh, cards as well as a game board. And you're, like, with a partner. And, like, it's kind of about strategy. And, like, it was, like, you know, whenever someone did something, like, really good or really stupid, like, we'd make the other person, like, you know, like, drink something or, like, do a push-up or, you know. I don't know. So then it was like the very end of the night and the two girls were out like hanging out, like looking over at our balcony because we have a lovely view. And so we like locked them outside and blasted um, Adele's like hello from the other side as we like danced at them. <laughs> it was like really cold. They didn't have jackets. It was funny.
0: You're a funny girl. Can you talk talk to me about your biggest success story? What, what would you think it is?
1: I don't know. I mean... What first comes to mind always is uh, the Olympic silver medal that I have hanging in my case at my parents' house back home. Yeah, I like to touch it. <laughs> that I it. put on occasionally whenever you guys start to annoy me. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I
0: was wearing your Austrian medal, or not Austrian, yeah, what? Austrian medal the other day, just
1: around the house. Yeah,
0: I mean, It makes I don't me feel know. better.
1: I, I think, I don't know, I think I, I value success in different ways, though I think, I don't know, just me continuing to be able to play overseas is my biggest success story. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: And what just, brings yeah. you back to America?
1: My family, my friends.
0: Great. Yeah, because you, you were in America.
1: <laughs> you were in America um, also. I'm not joking, tacos.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's your, what, would, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from American culture?
1: It's so diverse. It's so diverse. Um I I always explain it like uh when I'm talking to my friends here like basically it's the EU. Uh like the United States is the EU and then every state is its own country because we all have our own different cultures are different, you know ideas are different laws um like it actually i run into quite a few problems with customs a lot of times because like my documents won't look the same as someone's documents who was from north carolina or someone from new york because every state has their own Mm. you know set of laws and set of governances which means that they have their own documents like birth certificates and everything so they'll look at mine and they'll be like this isn't what the the, like the other person's looks like and i'm like no it doesn't i don't know what to tell you (laughs) But yeah, no. I mean, because if you think about it, like every every state in America and every like little area of America is, you know, so particular to its own people, uh, you know. And even though we're all Americans and everything, being American is such a diverse word. It's you know, it's it's unifying, but it's also nice in its in its differences. And I I don't know. I think that and it, that definitely helps me in this time with like all this political upheaval and the separateness is that I don't know, I feel like I have this view of America. That's, you know, a bit more how people view the EU and that, you know, it's a lot of people having a lot of problems because they all have different problems and all of their problems are valid, even if we may not understand them because we don't live where they live and experience what they experience.
0: Thank you, Samantha. And I have another question for you. So if a woman, walked up to you asking you for advice and you only had a few minutes to give
1: her your best tip what would it be oh gosh my best tip yeah find a way to love yourself because you have to spend the rest of your life with yourself (laughs) it's i mean it's true i mean it's it's a hard and sometimes it's a hard thing i when i was in spain it was very lonely because i was alone for most of the time because You know, the girls had, like, classes or work during the day, and we only had practice at night, so I'd spend most of the day alone, and, like, none of my friends or family were awake because, you know, it's, like, a a big time difference, and so I had to figure out who I was, stripped of a lot of the things that I thought, you know, I knew about myself, and you know, get a lot of hobbies and like, you know, learn how to get out there and talk to people, even though my Spanish is very bad. Uh, It's getting better though, surprisingly. Surprisingly here, I'm getting a lot better at Spanish. That's really weird. Um, I know. I've been watching a lot of Casa de Papel. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's very important. And, you know, if you, if you're having problems, you know, just start liking yourself. It's, and even if you love yourself, sometimes it's hard to like yourself. And that's not saying that, like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with any kind of depression because I am a very uplifting person of sorts within my personality. I'm a very happy person. But, um, you know, sometimes it is lonely and, you know, you just you have to like yourself. And sometimes that's hard and sometimes it's easy. But, you know, you have to be with yourself. You can't get away. <laughs>
0: So I just have a couple of fun ending questions for you today. Oh, good gosh. Um, how would you solve the problem of the sexes if you were from Mars? Well, first of all,
1: first off, if I was from Mars, oh, gosh, that would be amazing. It would be so cool. it would be an alien. It would be epic. Also, also, if I was from Mars and they figured out that Martians were real, oh, think about how much more funding NASA would have. That'd be amazing. First, you okay. would be chopped up, though, <laughs> because they would be like, you're an alien. Well, I guess we'll figure out soon with the Area 51 run, right?
0: <laughs> Sorry, that's
1: a meme for everyone who's watching who does not understand what's happening. I didn't understand what you were talking about. It's okay, don't worry. <laughs> if I were to solve the battle of the sexes, I mean, I don't know. I think that's, are you just asking me, Liz, like, as, like, an outsider? Am I, like, yeah. a um, sexy, like, do I not have a sex as a being? Or, I don't know.
0: Um... I think just, like, looking at it from a new perspective, if you were to okay. look at it from, from an outsider view. I mean, and you kind of are as an expat. How would you solve, like, equality among the sexes as an outsider?
1: That's a really difficult question because so much of our society is built upon a difference in sexes. I mean, look at the root of America was founded based on Christian principles, like as much as we, you know, was at church and state, but at the same time, uh, that's the root of everything. And, you know, look at who they celebrate in the Christian religion. I mean, and then you go to any religion, and for the most part, you know, it's a very, you know, patriarchal system. And so I, I don't know, I don't know if I have any kind of answer for that because I think we'd have to, in order to have true equality on all levels, we'd have to kind of strip away who we are as people first and really kind of look at ourselves and understand what we value and why we value and how to move forward from there. Thank you, Samantha. Yeah. It's not a nice... (laughs) answer to that and I don't it's know, okay I want I, to talk to you about this later <laughs> yeah I, I mean I think I think it's very interesting and I think I don't know the only thing that's gonna that's gonna keep us moving forward is just having wonderful men consider consider consistently support us and I know that's bad like you know you want to think oh I can like lift myself up by myself but I I think at the same time no you need it's a partnership and you need to find people who support you and who continue mm-hmm. and there's always going to be people who don't and there but you know you'll always be able to find people who do so mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's just I don't know if there's ever going to be an overarching agreement upon acceptance that's also built culturally into our Western society but I think that we're reaching points where we're all starting to you know understand and get along and realize that we're all people and that you know I mean look at the not like people are starting to accept non-binary people and it's you know it's wonderful uh, that everyone who feels that they deserve acceptance can start to find acceptance.
0: So I'm going to move forward from there Samantha. (laughs)
1: um i'm sorry i'm such a i'm such
0: a downer if you were a pie <laughs> your best life what flavor would you be
1: so, okay so we're going into fun questions now. yeah so well i thought that other one was a fun question but... i mean i don't know like Smith how, do you, how do you they're big world problems okay <laughs> if i was a pie i don't know i like apple rhubarb it's nice with a crumble top from julian it's so good it's so okay good.
0: if they made a movie about your life who would play you and why
1: sir patrick stewart because it'd be hilarious <laughs> 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 i would yeah. love to see him in the volleyball scenes yeah. i feel like he'd get really into it too
0: <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add or Brie to our Larson just
1: because she's fabulous oh she can do anything she's pretty cool she can do anything
0: anything else you'd like to add
1: to everyone who's watching be happy with your life because, you know, it's the life you're given and it's the life you're blessed with, you know. Mm. Or love your parents and your sisters. <laughs> Call your friends.
0: Thank you so much for being on today, Samantha.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm sorry for being kind of a downer.
0: Well, thank you for being on and thank you everyone who's listening and watching. This is Samantha Cash and we're, we were so happy to have her. So,
1: bye! Bye. Love yourself. Bye.